Welcome to Money Stories with LDT. I'm Linda Davis-Taylor, and this is Raising the Next Socially Mindful Generation with Teresa Edie Kinney. I think people are becoming more and more savvy about how they want their money used and ways in which they can use their money and leverage other people's money in organizations for good. On today's episode, I'm thrilled to be joined by Teresa Edie Kinney, the CEO of Girl Scouts of Greater Los Angeles, the largest girl-serving nonprofit in Southern California. Teresa previously served as the Vice President of Strategic Planning and Change Management at Fuller Seminary. And she also had a very exciting career as a television executive who developed and produced hit shows such as The X-Files and Six Feet Under in addition to her own entrepreneurial journey, co-founding and leading two consumer food brands. Our conversation today sheds light on how we can all do better when it comes to raising the next generation of financially savvy women. Teresa shares her experience in providing structure and guidance to the Girl Scouts and the ways that simple, meaningful activities can impart critical financial literacy skills at a young age. I can't wait to have our listeners get to know you, Teresa, with all of your amazing experience. And now, of course, a very, very important role as the CEO of Girl Scouts of Greater Los Angeles, such an important mentoring and leadership role for girls and, and of course, women. And before we get into your work, which we really will, I really like to open our conversation with a question that I ask all my guests, which really gets to that topic of money stories. And I'm really interested in the ways that we all learn about money, particularly at a young age. And I just wonder, do you recall your parents talking to you about personal finance when you were growing up? Well, first, Linda, thank you for having me. This is such an important topic, and I'm I'm so happy to be with you today to talk about it. No, my parents were not uh, financially responsible really at all. In fact, my first experience around money was that when my parents had it, they spent every penny. And when they didn't, our quality of life was diminished. And so it was really a bit of a roller coaster. So I, I really didn't have any discipline or learn any discipline around how to manage money. But you noticed somehow that things were up and down financially as a young person? Sure. And so clearly that made an impact. How about in school? Do you recall any particular classes or training or education in in your school life? You know, quite honestly, I I mean, that is such a good question to be asking. Um, And there was nothing. I mean, when I think back on my education and that trajectory, I can't remember one class, even in college, that really took up the conversation around personal finance or financial literacy or even how to, how to create a budget. Uh, you know, I just learned through trial and error. Wow. As a young adult, then you're doing this all on your own. You know, I know it's hard for us to think about what we might have done. Do you think either in from your own experience or uh, from the young women and girls you work with now, do you think that you or, or they would have been ready to learn about those topics 
at a younger age and as a child or in, in middle school or high school or even college? Do you think there's a readiness for that type of learning? Absolutely. I think that financial literacy should be a part of a progressive curriculum that flows from elementary all the way to higher education, which of course becomes age appropriate. You know, it, it can start it with the most basic ideas around money. And I also think talking about money is something that needs to be more open and we need to get comfortable, especially with girls and yeah, young women, comfortable around talking about money. Well, I'm certainly on your team on that one. I completely, completely agree with you. And, you know, now you're, of course, um, the CEO of Girl Scouts of Los Angeles. Um, I know that, you know, it's a, a job where, of course, you have a, an organization to manage, but I'm sure it also puts you in direct contact with a lot of girls. And do you think that right now there are practical ways in which the Girl Scouts today imparts those skills or, or encourages those conversations that you were you were mentioning are so important? Absolutely. In fact, I'm really proud of Girl Scouts um, and how we've been promoting financial literacy for quite some time for girls. Take, for instance, the cookie program. You know, you might have heard about it, uh, <laughs> you know, or enjoyed a cookie or two, right? Or 10 or um, but that, Yes, yes, yes. Sadly, me too. Um, but, but that program really develops people skills, money management, business ethics, goal setting, uh, decision making. And these are ideals that are valuable to any successful venture. Absolutely. Um, there are certainly skills I used as an entrepreneur, um, and they have helped me throughout my career. Uh, so I'm excited and proud of the fact that Girl Scouts starts from as early as our kindergartners, our daisy troops. Right. Those are five and six-year-olds, you know, that are learning about setting a goal and money management. It's it's very exciting. Well, and the, remember, you know, really not remember, but experience every year uh, the girls, whether they're in our neighborhoods or the or the kids of colleagues, they're in our offices, they're there with their forms to fill out. And the other thing that strikes me is they are asking for your business. That's right. They prepare before they start the program. They think about their goals. They decide how they want to sell. They decide how they want to promote the cookies. Um, we also have a gift of caring program. If you've eaten enough cookies and you'd like to but like to support the girls you can also donate to gift of caring which sends cookies to our troops and you know so they understand that work and that nonprofit work right. so it is it's really amazing to see these girls when you talk to them you can ask them anything about their cookie program and their personal goals and they will give you an earful so they it really combines a, you know business skills raising money in, in a sense and i wonder you know you i believe have been in that position of raising capital yourself in sure. careers mm -hmm. um what was that what was that what experience like for you then and you know do you think there's skills you wish you'd had then when you were on the front line raising capital yourself Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I 
I learned first, uh, I still, when I first started raising capital for my um, businesses, it was really angel investors, family and friends, you know, that's how I got my, put my toe in the water. And then as, you know, my businesses grew and I needed to do a further rounds of financing, then, you know, it started getting more into the um, more serious investors. And, you know, that was a, a, a huge education. And I wish I had been more prepared. Um, I did uh, jump in with both feet and, and studied uh, and got as much information as I could, try to learn as much information as I could uh, to prepare myself for those conversations with professional investors. So I felt a little bit behind, quite frankly, when I started, but it was a very valuable experience to go through it. So you, you mentioned the importance, and you're doing it right now in this conversation of talking about money and realizing that m- many of us, if we've tried new things, we've we've had periods of vulnerability around this topic. So if you and I yeah. are able to impart to our listeners, perhaps those who are, you know, involved in starting businesses or in another phase of a business, and you mentioned being behind, what do you think that's about and what can we do to to improve that in the future? Yeah, that's such a good question, Linda. Thank you for asking it. You know, I think about that a lot because I think a lot about equity and gender equity. I think a lot about where women are in the conversation around money. I still think there is a bit of a stigma about even talking openly about money and being able Mm -hmm. to say, hey, I'm not sure how to make good decisions around money. I would encourage women to learn about that and to ask uh, about that. It's a lot easier if you start developing those habits about good money decision-making throughout your life. And it's okay to say you don't know about finances. For some women... There are, well, there's a lot of good resources out there, but it's, and, it, and it's never too late to start. But I think for some women, it's so ingrained to not speak up about either what you know about money or what you don't know about money. And I think that the, the, the thing that I am seeing today, which I am so proud of, I'm noticing in our Girl Scouts today, they are real change makers. And they that's how they're driven. They're driven to make change. And, and they are very aware that economic forces have a major impact on everyday people and our planet, quite frankly. So um, that's... That's the part that really gives me such, I'm so enthusiastic every day when I come to work uh, to be able to work with these girls. What, what do you think that's about? Do you think it's is social media helping us? Is, is it girls have, not all, unfortunately, but many girls have access to more and better education, at least you know, more than sometimes in, in the world's past. And, and I know that in the past you've worked on youth development yourself. Yeah. Uh, so you've seen this as a professional, you know, working directly with young people earlier. So what what do you think those trends are and how can we encourage them? I hope conversations like this can, but any other ways that you can think of? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that there is a, a feeling about having a purpose greater than yourself. And I think that sure. young people and 
and as I spend a lot of time with girls, they they want and they desire to have an impact and they're looking at what maybe their parents do as maybe not the role model that they, you know, going to work in an office, like for my kids coming to work in an office does not sound like fun at all, right? They they want to get out there and do things and sort of make their way and, and see an impact. And one of the ways that I'm really seeing that is in our cookie program, you know, many people are surprised. They, many people obviously know about the Good Girls How Cookie program, but many people are also surprised to learn that the money that these girls earn, they get to decide how they spend their profits. And a great number of these Girl Scout troops uh, use their earnings to support, to support other nonprofits or the social needs in their communities. I'll share a story with you, if I can, that I just found so so heartwarming. Um, so uh, one of our very, very newly formed DAISY troops, and a DAISY troop is our youngest troop members. They're kindergartners usually. So these are five and six-year-olds, right? And they decided that with the profits of their Girl Scout cookie money, that they wanted to buy a buddy bench to put in their uh, schoolyard. Now, a buddy bench is a bench that you put in the recess area and that if a child feels like they need a friend or they're all alone and they would like a buddy, they go sit on the bench and that signals to the rest of the kids on the playground that there is a person that needs a buddy and you need to go sit and be with them and be their buddy, which of course is so beautiful. But but what was amazing on top of that was watching this troop of girls, 12 of them, stand and pitch the idea to their principal. So not only did they have to come up with the idea of the buddy bench, but they had to go in, explain to the principal what a buddy bench was and why it was important for them to have one at their school. And every single one of them spoke up. And, and this was a wonderful principal, by the way, too. I mean, just, just the interaction you know, made me fall in love with this principal. But that is the, that example of dri driven by a purpose greater than themselves at the youngest ages, but also using the skills they learned through the cookie program and their Girl Scout experience to put it into action. So it's one thing to have a heart for something and say, hey, I really want to do something in the world. But you marry that with a skill set to execute and, you know, they're unstoppable. That is that is a fantastically encouraging story. And one of the things that, you know, phrases that I like to use is financial confidence as well as competence. So that story tells me that the confidence is there and many of the competence C skills are there. I'm wondering, um, back to this uh, wish I think we both have about more learning, direct learning about money skills. Could you imagine, or is there room, you think, in the Girl Scouts program to uh, amplify those skills with direct financial literacy learning? And do you see any, you know, in your vision or your strategy, I know it's still early and you're formulating all that, but do you think there's any way that the Girl Scouts organization can be a voice for that need? Yes, uh, 100%. Uh, it has been, and I think it always will be. I mean, we see ourselves as the experts in girl empowerment, and understanding how money works is a really important piece of that equation. And when I think about 
financial education, I think about how it plays a role in a girl's life. I think of how it supports her academic dreams. We have classes or wouldn't call them classes, programs around how to save for college and the consequences of a student loan. Girl Scouts also have badges. I'm sure you've heard of those programs. And so, and they are age appropriate around money and competency. So, so for kindergarten, let's say there's a uh, eight, there's age appropriate badge but we have it's I think it's called money counts for the kindergartners and then there's a business owner badge for the elementary level and then there's badges about financing your future and good credit for Girl Scouts in high school I mean does anyone ever talk about credit <laughs> not enough not until you get in trouble exactly <laughs> Those are phenomenal programs, you know, and I can speak from a little bit of personal experience and going to some of the events, the Girl Scouts uh, sponsored events in Los Angeles, you can't help but be inspired. And those girls come up to us and, you know, they have their business cards and they're ready, as you say, they're ready to engage. Let me ask you a couple of questions on a more on a more personal money story side. So you mentioned your own kids. Um, what's your current or future strategy for helping them. Yeah. Well, like many things, you know, you look at how you were raised and you say, okay, I'm going to try to do this thing better. Right. And, and the money and eating, you know, habits were the two things that I zeroed in as, as a parent. Mm -hmm. So on the money side, when my kids were really young and they would receive an allowance, we had three jars to put their money in and the jars were labeled spend, save, and give away. And the idea was, you can spend a little now, you know, so receive, you know, that feeling you save for, you know, something, a goal, we said would set a goal and you give away because I wanted to increase, increase the knowledge or, or of philanthropy. So I thought it was really important to begin thinking about others that have less than we do from the very youngest age possible. So, you know, that is something that I think really resonates with them because all three of my daughters are very generous and think or think in that way and, and in a philanthropic way. Now, of course, they're old, they're beyond the jars, and we talk about investment and investment impact. So, you know, and that's the thing I'm sort of noticing as a trend. I would say in in just the financial world is the social impact around investing and how impact investing, how, how people can be smart about how they invest. And I think people are becoming more and more savvy about how they want their money used and ways in which they can use their money and leverage other people's money in organizations for good. That's outstanding. I mean, I, I really agree with you. As, as you know, I'm part of a financial organization, and we see this across so many conversations and organizations. It's still early, you know, if you will, in getting the entire financial industry to understand exactly, you know, how to integrate um impact investing, socially responsible investing, and so that some of the old stereotypes don't, you know, dominate, if you will. And I think it, it's like everything, it really, if our clients and those with the capital to invest keep 
bringing that message to those, you know, in financial institutions that will help. So I'm so glad you're doing that on a, on a personal basis. And obviously uh, through the Girl Scouts, you know, you're doing that as well. Um, You know, that you pointed to that I think is so important, encouraging us all, especially women to feel more comfortable talking about money. I know it's hard, but do you have any tips for how to actually start such a conversation? Maybe not with our kids because, you, you, you know, they, in a way they listen to us because, you know, they need to, but with friends or colleagues or others, any tips from your experience on how to, how to start those money conversations? Yeah, well, um, you know, like many of these types of movements, if you will, they usually start with uh, people that have like-minded either curiosity or desires. And, you know, I think that, you know, gathering with friends or friend, a friend to talk about uh, money is a good start. I think there's a lot of good resources specifically for women, you know, by women for women, because we have different, we may have different desires. We will typically live to an older age than men. We typically, over the lifetime of our careers, won't make as much money as a man. And so we need to be thinking about our lives, our financial lives differently. And so going to uh, talk to a guy or be with men to talk about how to invest for yourself may not be as fruitful as going and and um, getting support of other women. I mean, when I'm looking at these Girl Scouts today, I'm thinking they're going to be the they're going to be on a path, a viable pathway to become some of those experts in financial literacy, right? And 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 push this impact investment idea even further, which I think is now going to be, raise the bar. But but I would say just start. I mean, the, I've seen some wonderful blogs and um, you know there there is a lot out there on the internet around the specific ways in which women can get support and get questions answered about finances. I wonder if you agree with this. So many times we women, um, and you mentioned being so prepared, we prepare, we do prepare, we read everything we can. Sometimes we think, I guess, I wonder if you agree. I I think we think we have to be perfect at everything or we can never make a mistake. And if there's one topic that I think we all need to realize that we can't be perfect with, it's financial things. Yes. Um, Yes. I I think that there's, uh, you know, there's perfection mm-hmm. in our imperfections and the only way that you know the the really the light comes in is through those cracks and so we have to be willing to show the the cracks and say you know uh, these are areas in which I seek development is you know we we I, I, there are so many things I don't know <laughs> and and but I'm curious about it and I'd like to know so you know I would reach out to you know someone who knows something in the area I'm curious about and, and, and learn. I mean, I think just constant learning on, on all things is, is important. We've all had times in our financial lives where if we could do that particular thing again, we might do it differently. We might spend differently. We might save differently. We might not make that particular investment decision, but 
just, you know, be willing to share that vulnerability too and say, look, you know, I didn't do everything right. And I'm supposed to be relatively competent at this. And so let's work, you know, share that vulnerability together and say, but learn, pick ourselves up and keep going. I agree 100%. And, and I would also add that one of the other areas that I think is important for us to educate our kids in and, and, and girls especially is the critical thinking around the marketing that they're shoveled at, that, that's sent to them you know on a daily basis yes. and being able to think critically and make decisions about whether something is right for them or not or whether they're asking the right questions about what they should believe or not with what they're seeing I think is a re- is key to being able to get to uh, some of these learnings about finances and whatnot. Because as you say, you know, when you are making decisions, I mean, a perfect example is, you know, all the marketing around, you know, weddings. So how many times is is there you know, that feeling that, oh, you must spend this much money and do all of these things to have the perfect wedding that, you know, somehow you've always imagined in your life, you know, assuming that that is, you know, what a girl's path is. And I would say that, you know, the more, the more more critical eye that you can view some of that messaging through, the better decisions you'll be able to make for yourself financially. That is such a relatable and practical example. I really thank you for that, Teresa. Well, just, you know, this has been a great conversation. So just in closing, if our listeners want to learn a little bit more about you and a little bit more about what you're doing with Girl Scouts, how can they find you? Thank you. you. Well, um, I am on our website, girlscoutsla.org. Org. And of course, you can follow me on social media um, if you just search for Girl Scouts of Greater Los Angeles. And if you know someone who'd like to join the Girl Scouts or you find you want to support our movement, um, just check out that website, girlscoutsla.org. Well, thank you so much. It's a great, great, great conversation. And um, thank you for being a part of it and for all the amazing work you're doing out there with girls. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Linda. Bye-bye. Want more money stories? Check out my Instagram at Linda Davis Taylor underscore LDT to learn more about the incredible lineup of women on our podcast and share your own money story. Until next time.